Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve. B-Tech Smith and Steve. You are now entering the Megacast. The Megacast. <laughs> This would have been the week for you to spit that water out, Ted. Yeah, you know, I thought about giving the fist bump there, then I'm like, I'm still a little tick off on this one. <laughs> I love how somebody, like, tweeted us and said, can't you teach Ted how to count to four? But it's different. <laughs> I can count to four. Right. I can keep the pace with rap songs. That's just, a, yeah. Yeah. You've kept the pace with most rap songs. Whenever we play a rap song on the Omega Cash, you're right there with it. Yeah, it's just for some reason, that one, it just it seems like it's a half, half beat off to me. It's the rap rock, man. <laughs> Testify, Steve. Testify. Plus, okay, so it's the Omega Cash. We've got <laughs> B. Chet Smith over there. I am Steve. Thank you for listening. As always, we mentioned the fact that he should have spit the water out because, well, WrestleMania was yesterday. That's uh, We're taping this on a Monday. WrestleMania 31. I'm sure we're going to talk more about that later on, but it was... One for the ages, Ted. I was bummed that you weren't able to make it to the house for the big WrestleMania party, but we still had a good time without you. Yeah, sounded like it. Yeah, I, was I, awesome. I, I, I was taking a nap yesterday afternoon during WrestleMania, <laughs> and then uh, I checked the results last night. It seemed, uh, seemed like a cool one. It was Plus, great. it was outside in a, oh. in a, uh, where, the, where the Niners play, Levi Stadium. Which was funny. Oh, after we're talking... We'll, it was funny because they always make it a point to say we just... The attendance, and they made it a big deal that they broke... The, the stadium's attendance record at like 77,000. And I'm like, what else has happened at the uh, stadium? And one of the guys was like, uh, Keith was there, you, you know, Keith. And uh, he's like, I think the only other event they've had at that stadium so far is a soccer match. So, of course, they're going to break that record because they have people on the field watching. Yeah, because the Niners haven't played there. No. Yet, right? So I'm like, why are you. Bri-? That was like the only. Like, of course. I could suspend reality for everything else with wrestling, but I was like having a major issue with them taking ownership of breaking an attendance record for a place that just opened. Yeah. Plus, I mean, at the end of the day, if WrestleMania is in an outside stadium, it's always going to break the record because they have a lot more seats they can put in. The whole floor is filled except for that, you know, whatever 20 by 20 ring that they got in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like that. Except for the squared circle. the, The squared circle where everything goes down, man. (laughs) <laughs> Did you watch SNL at all this week? No, but I heard The Rock was awesome. The Rock was awesome, but they had a good skit of uh, like two wrestlers mm-hmm. and like uh, Taren, what's his name, Taron Killam. He's yeah. like he's like the announcer guy, so it's funny. Like they're sitting there talking, and it's like, uh, hey man, just you know, go at me, go at me hard, go forward. And Taron Killam's just kind of sitting there looking at his phone, and the guy will just be like, action, and they just like go into it. It's like we're back here live, blah blah blah. And then the other wrestler, he, you know, that it's, he said, go at me. But he starts saying really personal stuff. Like, oh. this guy has herpes. <laughs> Dude, that's, I'm like that too, man. I'm the worst at like, I would be an awful wrestler because I would be the guy going for the jugular. Whenever someone's like, let's, talk, let's trash talk, I'll say something that I'm like, and I recently had something go on with someone got into it at the rink. And I almost was like, I didn't even pay your child support, bro. And I was like, that's too far. Like, I told myself in my head, I'm like, that's just too far. But in my head, I'm like, say it. Just say it. He's pissing you off. Say it. Like, and I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's, that's why I'm like, I'm not engaging in trash talk with the guy. Was it somebody on your team? Oh, on the other team. And he was trash talking you? Yeah, I was getting into it. So I'm like, 
rumor has it, he doesn't really take care of that stuff, so I was going to say it. And I realized, that's just going too far. This is a stupid sport. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. I don't know. You could have said it. Now, with that said, you'd have to back it up and probably fight him. Right. That would (laughs) have been awful. I can't fight. Not not physically. I mean, well, the jury's out on that as well. But I can't fight. If I get kicked out, they have no backup goalie. And you're a goalie. The go- was he? Was it the? It wasn't the other goalie. No, it's not would, fair fight. That would be a very long argument. <laughs> hey, over there, pay your child support. Drop the damn puck. The distance between us is like probably the distance between the last time you made a payment. You cheap bastard. Drop the damn puck. <laughs> All right, well, we get into the push-up set. Let's get, let's get the blood pumping, the heart racing, and the brain functioning. Today's song, the Uh-oh. song that has decided to uh, motivate us to get 10. This is always fun, doing the push-ups. Everybody always sends us requests at the Megacast. And I got to give props to so many Megacast listeners that seem to have the same brain that I do. And that this would be the perfect song this week after last week's talk of the things that we talked about on the Megacast. Props to Heidi, Mark, Jason, Sea Dog, and Adam. They all recommended this being the song uh, as a way of getting under your skin, Ted. Today's Ted. Uh, today's push-ups. Oh, oh, you people are evil, man. Right? People are evil. I like it. I respect it. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm so pumped. <laughs> Last week, Ted said he hates hearing this song because it's too catchy and it gets stuck in his head. Jimmy's in the back with a pocket <laughs> Let's get Ted to the pretty reckless. Yeah. You ready? Sweet. we belong way down below. Sing it. song another time today while I'm in the studio. At least once. <laughs> I won't lie, after we talked about that, I kind of kept waiting for a conversation with like somebody going, are you hating on that song? Right? <laughs> once again, props to Heidi, Mark, Jason, Dog, and Adam. You all are brilliant. You know what? I'm glad there was no Christmas in Whoville that year. <laughs> she makes me dislike the Who's. Some of you know what I'm talking Tech about. Talks. Starring the Tex It's in a great mood today, too. Until that. Until that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, the TED Talk this week... <laughs> I do respect the evilness of all those people. It was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the song you got to do push-ups to. That's those moments where when people say, well played, that actually is a legitimate well played moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, TED Talk this week, I was going to talk about, uh, like, sometimes people can be really hard, mainly on themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes on others, and, you know, that's a little bit of a projection or whatnot. But if you're hard on yourself, you know, strike that balance. You know, if you mess up a little bit here and there, it's okay. Now, I'm not saying go crazy and spend your whole life 
you know, in a blacked out haze, you know, double fist and deep fried burritos. Why not? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you have a hiccup along this journey, like, it's okay. You don't got to be too hard on yourself and try to, uh, you know, just try to work to uh, find that balance in your life. Yeah, I like that. I, yeah. I think that's great because I know it's a few people that are always down on themselves. And I'm like, why? What is so awful about your life? And then, like, the things that they bitch about is like usually like appearance stuff, like, oh, I'm ugly, I'm this. And it's like, you're the only one that really cares about that stuff sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, some, so I mean, I used to be one of those guys too. And then finally, I'm like, it's not like I'm cocky about who I am and what I look like, but I just don't care anymore. Like, it's, I care about presenting myself well, but I'm not going to be like, man, if I had hair, things would be different. Or if I didn't have this beer gut, well, I don't know if it's a beer gut, more of a McDonald's gut from back in my, <laughs> it's a stoner gut. You know, yeah. if, I, if I didn't have these love handles, I want a muffin top, man. I'd be, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, all right, it's fine. You know, and it's almost insulting to the person and the people that are in your life. Like you're making yourself out to be so awful. And it's like an insult to them in a roundabout way. It's like, well. They're around me. They must like me. Does that mean there's something wrong with them to like something as awful as me? You know? Yeah. And there's, and there's right, they, they, you, there's plenty of people that, that look great that still have a lot of issues. You know, there's a lot of people that don't look great that are, that are okay. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to find that balance and don't, right. Mm-hmm. And don't, you know, if you're, if you're that hard on yourself and don't get me wrong, be critical of yourself. You know what I mean? Take, you know, know your self-worth and, <laughs> right. and don't, you know, don't be unrealistic. But if you're that harsh on yourself and you have that negative effect, like others are going to feed off that. They're going to mm-hmm. feed off your energy and they're going to start having that, that kind of view of you too. Right. And, and might not want to spend as much time around you anymore because of that. Yeah. And if somebody says something mean to you, F them. I know. It's not that easy to just blow it off. Right, but, right, right. You know, like. You know, think, you know, that's uh, what was it last week I was saying, you know, see where they're coming from. You know, they're probably, they probably got some anger in there and whatnot. Well, even when I was like, listening to some podcasts, uh, Cheap Heat, which is a great wrestling podcast, and they interviewed a bunch of the wrestlers at the at the WWE uh, WrestleMania. Uh, they were at Radio Row. All right. So they got to talk to all like, guys like Bray Wyatt, Paige, uh, a bunch of other uh, great wrestlers as well, uh, Stardust and things like that. And I think it was with Paige where they talked with her and it just, no, it was um, Eva Marie, the diva with the red hair. Oh, yeah. It's super hot. But because she's super hot, anything that she posts is going to have a lot of super hate because there's people out there that just want to make someone go down a notch or two because they look at them like, oh, you're so hot. And she's like, at the point now, she's like, I don't, I barely ever read any of the comments on my Instagram or any of those things because it's going to only take one. It's always that one person. Yeah. And, it's, and it's that very person, one of the guys even said, it's that very person that writes that will be the first person asking for a picture with you uh, when you meet them. And they're not going to say anything mean to you and to your face. Yeah. And when I, right. And the internet stuff's different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm saying like if, if somebody says something to you in person or right. whatever, right. you know, but you're right. Yeah. You know, I, uh, who was it that told you that? Like, oh, you still read the comments? Oh, crap. David Keckner. He yeah. was, he was, I mean, it was like the champ. most serious. Yeah. Champ kind. Whammy. I don't read comments. Whammy. <laughs> he said, he's like, he just doesn't read Whammy. anything about anything about uh, the people that uh, right on his uh, Facebook or his social media or anything like that because it just puts him in a bad space. Yeah. Yeah. I have something I would like to throw out there. It just popped in my head. It has nothing to do with what you said, but I still wanted to throw it out there because it just got me thinking. This morning I got a text from somebody who said, hey, did you enjoy the Mexican food that you ate in Gig Harbor? And it was... I don't know why it sat... I, I wrote it back. I'm like, hell yeah, it was awesome because I'm not going to get into like a weird conversation with a texter that I don't know. But it was like... It, it just sat weird with me. Did you know who it was? No. It was a text on our radio station text line at 77999. All right. And 
and again, like I said, I don't have time in the morning to really engage in a lot of conversation. So I just quickly wrote, yeah, it was awesome because food was awesome. We went to, oh, crap, like Montezuma's or something like that in Gig Harbor. I think right. something with an M in it and food was delicious. But I was like, this guy saw me there. This guy or girl saw me there and waited till Monday morning to write and ask if I liked the food. And all I could think is, if you saw me there, why the hell did you not say hello? Like, it's such a weird thing. Like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's like people, I would rather someone say hello or just not say anything at all. But like, it it feels like, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. But like, I feel like somebody's just kind of like prying into your world, doesn't bother to say hello. But then at the first opportunity on the Monday morning, just sends a quick message to say, I saw you there. I didn't say anything to you, but I saw you there. Huh. Well, actually, Steve, on this one, I'm I'm on the opposite end of that. You'd rather them not say hi to you at dinner or at no, lunch? no, no. I'd prefer they say hi to me. Yeah, but I don't think it's as much as uh, like spying as like they're. It's almost like a respect or fear on oh. their part of like maybe they didn't want to interrupt you because like in yeah. our business and you know anybody that has some celebrity, it's tough for people athletes too. Because some people are like me and you that are like, yeah, just come up and say what's up. I'd love it if they did. Right. But then there's a lot of people that get kind of attitude towards people uh, when they right. say stuff. So I think it puts, uh, sometimes it puts fans in a, in a weird limbo. Because I mean, I've done it. You know, like there's plenty of people I've talked to and then I try to talk to Wale once and his security like pushed me away. Okay. Who? Talk to who? Wale, the rapper. <laughs> I don't even know him. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've been on the other side of it. Like it's, okay. it's, 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 it's no, a weird. Right. Yeah. I, pro- I knew I was probably a nice it. guy that was just scared to talk to you, Steve. I wish you would have said hi then. And now he's going to download this podcast and be like, oh man, Steve hates me. Steve thinks I'm creepy and I'm just staring at him. Uh, ben, uh, ben from uh, the men's room, he tells a great story. Uh, I won't say who the comedian is, but he was a very big fan of this comedian mm-hmm. and was like, you know what? I never really like physically embrace anybody, but right. I kind of want to give this comedian a hug. He wow, said, is it a dude comedian or is it a, it was chick- a female? Okay. But he was like, I love her. And then uh, he said when she when she showed up, he just kind of was like, I don't know, like he didn't feel like doing it. And he said the first thing she did when we started the interview was go, I hate it when people touch me. Oh my So he was God. like, thank God I didn't I didn't hug her. Yeah. I had that awkward moment where I wanted to hug the, the, a comic I saw over the weekend, but I realized as I was, and it seemed like he wanted to hug me. We went for like the bro hug, but then it quickly dawned on him that he just effed his back up, falling off of a waterfall. It was Bert Kreischer. Oh. And so, you know, we met up with him. After Bert, you th- could clearly hug Bert, I think, on a general day. No, we made that look in each other's eyes, like, let's hug. Like, we grabbed the hand. You know how, like, you have, like, that the, yeah, and you're the gonna, wrap the thumbs? You're pull him in. And you're pulling, and then he had this, like, look of fear on his face, like, oh, this is a bad idea. And, I, and then I, in my back of my head, I'm like, oh, he's on, like, pain pills because his back is all jacked. I can't hug. So we just kind of, like, did, like, a half tap of the chest and then pulled away. Which was probably even more weird for anyone to watch, but it was it was cool to run into him. His comedy is amazing. Like I finally got to see him live, which was awesome. Uh, and I love that guy. Me too, dude. And my wife as well loves him. And the machine, the machine. And he told the story on stage. Oh. That story dominates. Yeah, uh, Rogan's podcast years ago. <laughs> Damn it, Rogan's podcast years ago got me into him. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, I was pretty bummed. I was I was out of town uh, at a retreat this weekend, but I would I would have liked to have seen him. Yeah, because I was thinking, oh, this would be a good uh, night out for Ted and I to go meet up with Bert. I like, go to like the the ten o'clock show and then party with him afterwards. Because he was like, when I saw him, he's like, "Hey, man, you got my cell number?" And I'm like, "I think I do." And I went through my phone, I showed it to him. He's like, "Yeah, that's it." Um, he's like, "Text me, let's get together next time. I'll come to town and we're gonna do something where I come on your show all morning 
and get wasted on the air with you. And then as soon as the show ends, let's walk down a few blocks to the comedy club, which would be the parlor, and um, hopefully the parlor because it's so close. In Seattle. That parlor in Seattle is beautiful too. It's man. a nice spot for sure. I've, been, like I've just been into the bar. I haven't actually been down the showroom. The downstairs yet. room is awesome. Food's great there. The drinks are awesome. Calamari's Everyone, on point. It is. I didn't get to have it because I was with my vegan wife. Was, the Adamame was delicious. But uh, yeah, he wants to get wasted, walk over there at like 11 in the morning and do a show for listeners. Oh, that would be awesome. And I'm like, why don't we do that? And then after that, why don't we go back to the station and do a podcast? He's like, in. Let's do this. Oh, that would be phenomenal. You gotta get, we got to gotta make this happen like on a Friday. You take that day I'll off. I'll take the day off. We'll like mega cast. We'll Burt cast. We'll whatever else cast. Let's just spend the day with Burt. <laughs> in. And I already told Sid, I'm like, listen, if this happens, I'm not coming home. And she's like, I wouldn't expect you to. I'm like, I just want you to understand I'm getting wasted, which we need to talk about. All right. Getting wasted. All Let's right. do that next. We'll talk WrestleMania as well. But something happened over the weekend. Now, anyone who listens to my podcast, the STP cast, or even on the BJJ Morning Experience, or even on the Megacast, my wife never drinks. It's not because she's in- We've even talked about it on the podcast. There you go. So my wife is just squeaky clean, doesn't drink, mainly because she doesn't want to waste calories on alcohol. She'd rather waste calories on uh, dessert. On not meat. Right, and not meat stuff. So she doesn't- And she doesn't like the hangover. Well, my wife got wasted. All right. Over the weekend, and I was not involved. Ooh. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not mad about it. I'm mad, Steve. But I know you are. I told you- You before. know what? I'm going to send her a text. Yeah. I was getting wasted this weekend. Without me. <laughs> You're a wasted friend. So we'll talk about that and WrestleMania when we get back. Everybody want to know where you got your stuff. And you say, man, I got the mother, mother club. Everybody saying, hey, where you get that from? And you feel so cool every time you're in the club. If y'all want to go to the bar, drinks on us. If y'all want to go to the bar, drinks on us. If y'all want to go to the bar, drinks on us. If y'all want to go to the bar, drinks on us. If y'all want to sleep with the snakes, then y'all go ahead. I keep a pedicure on so them snakes, they will be dead. The Megacast, Whitney Tech-Smith and Steve are always up for some drinks and they will be back. Hey everybody, this is Charles Barkley and now that we're closer than ever to figuring out who the bestest of the best really is in college basketball, we really should bow our heads in a moment of silence for those teams that were so close that they got within a of moving into the Final Four. The one I really can't believe is those Gonadska Bulldogs. I may have lost 60 to 80 grand on that team, and, and I'm not even sure that that's a real place. But the real excitement for me came from watching that Notre Dame-Kentucky game. Ooh-wee, that was one for the aged right there. Those hunchbacks fought right up until that buzzer went off, but they couldn't put away a hungrier Kentucky team that I think was just a little fundamentally more inbred. It's going down for real. Unless you are talking about me, because I'm a robot, so I am fake, but you can go down on fake. Wait, that is not what I meant. The Megacast is back. It's going down for real. Oh, my. 
<laughs> wow, Grace. Every week with her, man. I guess, yeah. I don't know if you can do that to a robot. We got to uh, we got to get her out partying. Yeah, we should bring her to the classic. This this podcast is our precursor to heading off to Spokane. Music like that will be heard. It's going down for real with Florida. 100%. That is on the playlist. The, the playlist that is nine hours long that we have created for this trip to Spokane. Myself, Ted, our buddy Heaney, uh, our buddy J-Mac, we've all been contributing different hip-hop. Most, well, three of us have been contributing hip-hop songs, and then Heaney is our uh, raver. He's so, our EDM guy. Yeah, he's got all the, and he's already said, I'm making another list for a playlist. I'm like, I already got nine hours worth of music. He goes... I've got some ratchet sound and stuff for uh, later on in night. I'm like, all right, send it my way. I'll load it into my phone. So, <laughs> well, the idea was let's make a playlist so that we don't get all messed up and just keep like going from song to song, right? But we're still gonna end up doing it. I have every intention to be DJing the entire time. Like I already said, you and I have to have to take ownership of the back corner of the bus where the DJ booth is. Yeah, right. That I just can't wait. At one point, I don't know which song it's going to be, but I want to. See, my goal is to see Steve back there, just like a DJ in a club. Because yeah. there's a DJ booth in the back of this party, like bus. an actual sectioned out booth for yeah. the DJ. Right, and yeah. I just want to see you back there pumping your arm yeah. and then dropping, dropping that beat, and the whole bus just exploding. I'm bringing like a headphone. I should find like some kind of like crazy lights to put on the headphones just to kind of mess with people. I got to work on this. I only have a few days. I got to go to the party. So you know what? I'll do it tomorrow morning. Yeah. I'll stop in Champion. I got to buy, I want to buy, uh, I'll buy like little poppers, you know, that like shoot out confetti and whatnot. You drop the beat and I'll pop, pop. two of them. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going down for real, Ted. It's going no down for real. We them boys. Yes, we are. Oh, yes. we. In fact, we even got a message from somebody. Who did we get this from? Oh, man. Moonshiner. You know, Northwest Moonshiner. Of course. On Twitter. He's like, uh, hey, guys. What do you write? I'm picturing the Tacoma Donkeys rolling up to the Eagles Ice Arena, blasting Weed and Boys, and strippers are dancing on the roof. I keep forgetting we have a, uh, there's, you can get on the roof of the bus too. Right. Yeah. Did you listen to the chipmunk version of this somebody tweeted at us? Not yet. I need to. Is it awesome? I mean, they just adjusted the voices. Uh huh. But it's pretty funny. It's like the chipmunk version, and then it's just a picture of Alvin standing there just looking tough. I guess of the three chipmunks, he's the only one that could look tough. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Theodore and Simon are behind him looking all right. Yeah. But Alvin's just up front like, what? I finally watched the music video. Isn't that awesome? It's so good. That's what I'm saying. It's like him just rolling through Pittsburgh, getting getting messed up with his friends. And I can totally see the two bald white guys being a part of that video. Oh, that would crush, dude. The part that sold me on that video, I was enjoying it, but it was like midway through. There's just this young little kid, and he's just dancing like dirty dance. Like, not like dirty sexy, but like just like a grimy, like, you know, just getting into it. And I'm like, this is a good video. <laughs> and I just thought the whole theme of the video is like he's the Pied Piper of marijuana, which is kind of what yeah. the song's about. That you smoke weed and people will follow. It was stoner. Yeah, that's my favorite line. That's good stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> I still think, man, our profile would go through the roof. Like, who are the white bald, like right. thirty and you know thirty five year old guys yeah. in that video? It's like Kanye hooking up with Paul McCartney, man. A bunch of people are like, "Who's this Paul McCartney guy?" 
Right. Now, granted, he's got talent, and they'd be like, who are these two dudes? Oh, they just host a podcast and do a radio show in Seattle. <laughs> Still be awesome. Yeah, it would be. We, we are them boys. <laughs> uh, so we're getting messed up next weekend. Yes. But... Over the weekend, how about <laughs> so Friday night we go to Bert Kreischer. It was great. We meet up with Bert after his set, and I, his reaction to my wife was probably one of the most priceless reactions because, I mean, my wife is gorgeous, and I I think when people see me, they're like, "Wow, how did you pull that off?" And then I think they once they realize how charming of a man I am, they realize mm-hmm. that's why. Uh, but so and I'm like packing that big old yeah yeah. Just ask one celebrity <laughs> that douche. Uh, <laughs> So we we post up, we see Bert, and I'm like, hey, Bert, I'm Steve, because I've never met him before. The one time he was in studio, I was in L.A. for the SummerSlam. I'm like, I'm Steve from the morning show that we just talked to you this morning. He's like, oh, man, I forgot my computer, because he wanted to show me a video of him falling from a waterfall. All right. And I'm like, oh, this is my wife, Sydney. And he looks over, and his eyes like pop out of his head, and he goes, wow. <laughs> and that's it. That's just, it? Yeah. And like, no, you're gorgeous, nothing, like, just, wow. And then he looks at me like, good job. And I'm like, and all I did, I didn't have anything to say, because I was like, I don't know what to say at this point. So I just looked back at him, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it. Of course, Sid loved it, because it was like, so, like, that was like the most pure compliment that you could get. It wasn't creepy. It was Bert being Bert. I mean, he's such a yeah. lovable guy. Like, even Sid was like, afterwards, she's like, that guy, I could see us being friends with him. I'm like, yeah, he's got that charm. I think everybody probably feels that way after spending a few minutes with him. Like, he's that guy. Yeah, and I don't think he's faking it or trying. No, I think he just loves being... And, and like, even during his stand-up, like, there was a lot of funny moments, crazy stories that he shares because he's lived a crazy life. But every once in a while, and maybe it was the Vicodin that he was on, but he went down, like, a serious road. Like, hey, man... This moment was like that, like, like it was like an epic life moment, like whether it be riding a motorcycle or skydiving. And he would like stop it down and be like, this isn't like this part I'm telling you right now is not funny. This is just about like how I felt alive in this moment and like why it was important to me. And I was like, that's cool. Like, you don't need to laugh all the time. It's cool to hear somebody be real. Yeah. What well, sounds like he uh, struck a good balance. Yes. <laughs> Ted Talks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, I think that's exactly what we were talking about and recommended. Weird, man. The theme comes around full circle. So Saturday night, Sid goes to uh, Maroon 5 with the girlfriends. Girls night out. I drop her off at her friend's house. Are these house. friends single? You know, there's one that's not single anymore that I wish was single because, yes, it would be. Right. Like, I, I feel like that would be a good combo. I don't, I've never met the other two who are single. Right. So maybe I should mention something to Sid and be like, yo, you know, we got Ted. Yeah. We love Ted. Let's... Let's make this happen. Yeah. But there's one that I always thought that would be a cool chick because it's like one of Sid's best friends. And I was like, how awesome would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think you met her because she was uh, one of the bridesmaids. All right. Yeah. But, you know, it's not not available. Sorry, Ted. <laughs> so anyway, maybe, maybe it's a polyamorous kind of thing, Steve. You never know. Or maybe she just doesn't love that dude enough to be able to give up on the opportunity to be with the Ted Smith. Yeah. You know, Sid's having a fun, enjoyable time in her life, married to a bald radio guy. Right. Maybe everybody should be trying it. Yeah. Uh. Hey. Yeah. 
It's got to lose for a Monday one. I'm feeling good. Like, it feels yeah. like a Wednesday night episode. Yeah, I had a powerful weekend, man. I, I feel like I'm already on a buzz right now. Do we want to get into that? I, uh, uh, no, we'll get to it later. Let's talk about Sid going okay. out and having fun. So she, uh, <laughs> I, I drop her off in, in, in uh, Tacoma. They go to the, see the Maroon 5 at the Tacoma Dome. They go out, get some drinks. So at first she was like, I'm not going to drink, probably. Maybe I'll have one or two. By the time I get home, it's about a half hour after I dropped her off. I get a text. She goes, I might be a little drunky. I'm like, oh, good for you. Um, and I said, awesome. You know. And she goes, hey, would it be okay for me to go out with them afterwards? Because originally her plan was just to leave and have me pick her up after the Maroon 5 show. I'm like, yeah, go out. Have fun. Like, who, yeah. like I'm going to be the guy that says no, who's going away for a drunk fest in Spokane. Not one night, but two nights. Yeah. And I'm gone for three days. No, I can't have you do that. What kind of relationship are we in? All right, so I've got to ask. If she never drinks, what is her beverage of choice when she goes out? Martinis they decided to have. Oh. Lavender martinis. All right, all right. This is this is a true ladies' night. This is a girls' night. Lavender martinis, right. Maroon 5. Right, right. We're quoting lines from Sex in the City. <laughs> so, Does that make you Mr. Big? I don't, all right, I'll take it. I'd rather be that than the jelly glazed donut guy. I don't even know who that is. It's Craig Gass. He played that character on Sex in the City. That, that's like we put him on the map was being the glazed donut face guy. Apparently, oh. he performs a certain act on the show that makes his face look like a glazed donut. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I think you could do the math. <laughs> I think that's what Grace was talking about earlier. I believe you're right. <laughs> full circle, Ted. Full circle. This show's all about going full circle. In fact, I'm writing that down. That's the title of this week's episode. Full, full circle. circle. Bam. Um, so there they go to the show. She's having a good time. Then they go to a bar and take like on 6th Ave or they go to the Matador. I don't know where the hell they go. But she says, hey, would it be okay? It's so funny because like I think women, maybe, well, I, I think there's relationships. It could be men or women that they've been in relationships where someone's been more controlling than the other. Because even like her sure. girlfriends were like thanking me for letting her go out. And I'm like, huh? Like, she doesn't have to ask. She could just do. And I sure as hell I'm not going to give her permission to go out. Like, if she says, hey, can I go out? Can I buy tickets? I'm going to say yes. Like, that just seemed like, why would I ever say no unless we already had plans? So. Ah, uh, because you have trust in your relationship, Steve. Good point. Right. <laughs> so, her going to the bars, like, you know, all that stuff. And it was fun hearing her stories about, like, what it was like to be a married woman, because she's never really going to bars as a married woman. She's like, it's weird. It's just weird being the married woman. With a couple of single girls, like guys were coming up and, you know, as soon as they saw a ring, they were respectful, but it was like, then my wife was trying to like pawn them off to the single girls. Like I'm married, but they're not talk to them, you know? So it was, yeah, which was cool to hear that. Like they were cool to dudes that are coming up and saying hi. Cause I can get like, I mean, if they don't see she has a ring, why wouldn't somebody want to say hi to a girl? You know? I mean, as long as they're being respectful after the fact, like, what am I going to go track them down? I'm going to find those guys and I'm going to tell them they made a mistake messing with the wrong woman. Right, I don't think there's any harm in. Uh, I don't think there's any harm. look, you, you married or not, if you go out, right? People hit on you. I mean, that okay. But it's funny because she asked me. She's like, so I mean, she's like, is that how it is for you guys? Like when you go, like, no, 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 no. no there aren't just random women coming up to us wanting to talk. Like it doesn't matter, ring or not, we don't experience that. And I was even like, the only time we experience that is when we're at a gentleman's club, and they're being they want our money. That's yeah. the only time where a dude feels like a chick at an establishment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just you're right, it's just the way the game's played. Yeah. Like they're right. Like at no point did her two like that's what you should ask you, like, well, Sid, did your friends have to go approach guys? No. 
No, of course not. Never. <laughs> so as the night goes on, like originally the plan was I'm picking her up around midnight. And then she's like, hey, if we all get too drunk, would you take all of us back? I'm like, of course. All like, right. But she was like, are you sure that's okay? I could tell. I'm like, no. I'm going to be like, no, you girls have to go drive home drunk. Like, so eventually it's like two in the morning. They I finally get the call around one thirty. come pick us up. We're at the Matador or somewhere there on like, you know, Tacoma. Like, I like that DOA, man. What's that? Uh, oh, oh, Dirty, Dirty Oscars, Oscars Annex. Annex. Yeah. They got, they got some food that was featured on uh, Triple D, I believe. All right. Full circle for people <laughs> that don't understand why that's full circle. <laughs> Just you and I get that joke. <laughs> Maybe someone could do the math. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that place is pretty legit. I like that place as well. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've only been in there a couple times. Had great service and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good food. Good drinks. Yeah. Nice spot. Pick her up. And she's drunk. But not like... It was so funny because she's like so worried. She's like, I'm really... I'm, I'm, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm like, you seem fine. Like, I mean, like, you just seem extra happy. Like, it's not like... You seem... I think that's why we get along so well because when we are drunk, we're both... And you as well, we're all happy drunks. Like, we're not like, I'm going to get into a dark place and yell at you. Yeah, and sometimes too, like... Uh, I know I did it to uh, our buddy Joe... Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple weeks ago, just like she probably just said it because she's not used to being drunk, and like with Joe's friends, like I just never met him, so I was so paranoid about being drunk. I was like, "Sorry, I was the drunk kind." He's like, hey, "Dude, you're fine." Everybody was laughing. Like, right? That's all. Like, matters. all right, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I mean, so often we're around the miserable drunks that any happy drunk is not a bad drunk. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, we driving her home, and then it hits her. She's like, "I, you got to pull over." <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I what? We're a hundred or so feet away from our exit. He's like, you gotta pull over. I'm like, like I don't want to pull over because you know that's just like that. That reeks of hey, cops, come on over. Even though I'm sober, I sure as hell don't want the cops to come on over. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. like, I'm like, well, it's that or she's puking in the car, and I don't want that. Like that's just weird. So of course I pull off to the side. She takes care of her business, and I'm just like, she keeps apologizing. I'm like, I don't care. This is hilarious. Let's just get you home, get some water in you. You know, get you to bed. And, and it's good, man. If it's got to come out, you got to get it out. Right. I'd rather that on the street than in the toilet. Like, I don't want it in our house. I don't want to smell it. So it was... How were the friends? They, were they all, like... That was... At, they, they, it was a short trip to get them back. So right. that was a fast trip. They were just loving life. All of them very appreciative that I let her out. Like, I'm like, what is, What kind of world of, like, guy friend or boyfriends are your other friends in with? <laughs> no like, kidding. Like, as if I let her free for the evening. Like you can get out, but I'm locking you back in that basement when you get home. Yeah, plus I mean I think it's good. Yeah, you know I, what I, I mean? agree. I think like, it's you great. had a Saturday night to kind of sit around, and watch the tube, and chill out. I you and Lulu just kicking it. Watch the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. Which there you is go. Awesome. Speaking of the hall, I want to play a couple couple clips from um from wrestling, if you don't mind. All right. Uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony happened this weekend because it's WrestleMania. So the WWE Network does a great job of like a red carpet. Affair, in a sense. Uh, of course. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I know. I'll make it quick. Um, so Maria Menounos, I think her name is. Menu- like She's one of the, like, on television, I guess, like, one of those, like, TV- Is she, like, from E? Yeah, I think so. She's a big wrestling fan. All right. So she was doing a lot of I feel stuff. like I just want to say she's hot, even though I'm not positive which person this is. Super hot. And when you realize how big of a wrestling fan she is, it makes her even hotter. All right. So she's interviewing Michelle Beadle from ESPN. Is a massive ESPN. She was uh, there too. Massive uh, wrestling person. Another hot chick that loves wrestling. Yeah. She interviewed Brock Lesnar. She's pretty damn funny too. Yeah. Yeah. She's good at her job. I like her. So Maria 
is interviewing Dusty Rhodes, American Dream. All right. And you could tell she's fangirling out. Like, she's like, this is so awesome. So I don't know if you remember many, many years ago, it's an iconic promo that the American Dream did uh, called Hard Times. He was setting the stage up for him wrestling Ric Flair. And I think this, like, this really solidified. Woo! Yeah. This solidified <laughs> how awesome Dusty Rhodes is on the mic because, like, he's just goes off the cuff and delivers. This is a clip from that Hard Times promo. My boyfriend oh, wait, oh, oh, is obsessed. Oh, wrong one. You them boys. All right, here we go. <laughs> Pretend that never happened. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. Classic promo, right? Nice. It's all over the internet. You can find the whole thing. It's like a three-minute-long promo back when they really let people go in these interviews. All right. And he just delivers it. So she brings up the fact that her and her husband watched that video almost nightly. Wow. Which I was like, okay, she's lying. And then she busts into it. And, dude, I tweeted at her about this and said I have a newfound... I've always loved her because she's hot, but I've always <laughs> loved her and I love her even more because of this and she retweeted it to like her million followers which I was geeking Good. about. Yeah, that was pretty solid. I was like, oh, why am I getting all these likes and favorites? Oh, snap. She retweeted me because, well, here's exactly what went down over the weekend with Dusty Rhodes and Maria Menounos. My boyfriend is obsessed at night. He'll get on like a thing where he'll watching different videos. And the video we've been watching for months, almost nightly, is Hard Times. Hard Times, man. I heard that you do it really well, too. Well, I am going to say when I see Rick Flair, I'm going to ask him how he feels about putting Hard Times on Dusty Rhodes. Exactly. Because you don't know what Hard Times are, Daddy. Hard Times are when the textile workers are out of work in this country. They got four to five kids. They can't pay their wages. They can't buy their food. And hard times of when a man works a job for 30 years. Yes. 30 years. Yeah, and they man. give him a watch. Justify. And they, they kick him in the butt and that they say, hey, dollars. a computer took your da- your place, daddy. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. That's hard times. <laughs> How awesome is that? That's pretty cool, man. That was great. The other highlight from the WWE over the weekend was during Brock Lesnar's match, and I'll leave it at this, and then we'll, get, we'll take a quick break, was uh, when he was just beaten down on Roman Reigns during the main event. All right. him suplex after suplex after suplex. Brock Lesnar decided to say this to Roman Reigns. Reigns is going to get him hurt. Suplex City, bitch. Suplex City. <laughs> and, of course, somebody decided to make a remix. That's awesome. I got. I say this every time. Brock Lesnar. Uh, oh, you were there. Yeah. Remember in Portland years ago when he oh, was fighting in the UFC? Yes, I remember he that. He was coaching in somebody's corner and was like three feet from me. Yep. He is the scariest individual I have ever seen in person. And he was very nice to people. Yeah. Like, obviously, that is him portraying, but... That man is intimidating as hell. And, and we both had opportunity to rotate and get to sit in the front. When I had yeah. the opportunity to sit in the front, I jokingly, like, it was at the time when he dropped that Bud Light or that Budweiser joke during a press conference or something like right, that. Right, after his fight, he goes, like, the hell with the Bud Light or, yeah. or, or, or Coors Light. I'm going home and having a Bud Light. Right, and I, yeah. and I said something, I'm like, hey, man, you shouldn't, I was like, 
you drinking Bud Light tonight or something? Like trying to be like a little Weisenheimer. But I didn't think he'd hear me, but he heard me and looked at me and kind of gave me that Brock Lesnar like stare. Yeah. I almost had an accident in my pants. That guy is a visually scary human being. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I was, it was me and Ben sitting there before you took the seats. And I was like, we're like, we're going to say something. We're going to say something. He no. walked out. I was like, I ain't saying nothing, man. No, he's scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. We uh, might talk a little bit more WrestleMania, but we also, um, well, uh, have an idea for a future game on the Megacast. We got to flesh this out because uh, neither one of us, we love the idea, but we hate the idea. I 100% hate it. All right, well, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Megacast. Phoenix Smith and Steve need a moment to chug a beer. The Megacast will be back. My house in Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beauty focus, Neo, you, ooh, I divide all. And give me one good reason why I should never make a change. My house in Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beauty focus, Neo, you, Honey, when did you order leather pants? Uh, I died. You're 43. What were you thinking? I, I, um... Uh-oh. Someone had a little too much to drink and went internet shopping. Welcome to the age of alcohol-fueled bad tech decision-making. From buying things you don't need to posting embarrassing photos on social networking sites. Every time you drink, you put yourself at risk. But not anymore. Because now, there's the Inebriator. A breathalyzer that plugs into your home computer or smartphone to prevent dreadful drinking decisions. Simply breathe into the Inebriator, and if your BAC is too high... You're stopped in your tracks. You're looking pretty hot. Shirtless bathroom selfie coming right up. The inebriator not only protects you from your own bad decisions, but it protects others from being exposed to things they don't care about. Oh my God, I gotta take a picture of this entree. The Inebriator. Sober up and log on to www.drunkwtf.com. These guys don't smoke, neither do I unless you are counting sausage. Then yes, I smoke that. LOL, the Megacast is back. about his love affair with cigarettes. Huh. Like, it's really, like, this, like, has country music run out of things to sing about? A love song to cigarettes. I mean, there's some double entendre in there, I get, but when you listen to the full song and it's some, what the hell's the name of the band? Uh, A Thousand Horses or something like that. I think the difference is singing, like, people sing about their love for marijuana. Yeah, I guess you're right. But on the same token. We're boys. Yeah. But there's also times, like, 
The thing is, there's nothing really medicinal about a cigarette. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about the powers of tobacco, tobacco is a you know a super powerful plant. Mm-hmm. But cigarettes themselves that people smoke right. are full of chemicals and just garbage. Right. And it's such a weird. You know, and it's funny because yeah, we have no problem with people singing basically love songs to alcohol. Yeah. People singing songs about cocaine happens quite a bit. Oh yeah. So you know what? Yeah. yeah it's you're weird right. that I'm all of a sudden like I don't know why, but of all things, yeah, it's fine. Pink Floyd, sing about sing another song about heroin. Alice in Change, write a whole song about heroin. But don't you write a song about cigarettes. But That's I think, a bad habit. I think also too, like <laughs> when Alice in Chains is singing about heroin, none right. of that made me go, I gotta try this heroin. That guy sounds happy. That no. guy sounds pumped about a terrible habit. It's funny you say that. Uh, there was a story in the news about, um, let me see if I brought, uh, yeah, the very first commercial on like an actual network commercial for weed was on, was somewhere. Was, nice. So I, I grabbed the commercial and it's funny because it's like the, the stigma that, uh, well, let's just listen to it. Okay. All right. Here you go. Yo, you want sushi? I got sushi. I got the best sushi. This area is dry, man. You know that. I know that. Ain't nobody selling but me. I got tuna. I got salmon. I got sweet shrimp. I got the finest sashimi this area has seen in years. You need me and I need you. Let's make this work. You buy some sashimi, I'll throw in some rice paper, man. Totally free. Gratis. I got everything. Even California rolls, baby. You wouldn't buy your sushi from this guy. So why would you buy your marijuana from him? MarijuanaDoctors.com is the only service that connects patients with real doctors for medical marijuana recommendations. I like, you're not going to buy your marijuana from this guy. I mean, you're, you're, it's like, well, you probably would if it's, if it's still cheaper than the places in the stores. Yeah, but it is, that is kind of creepy. I do find, I mean, I, I love sushi. I wish it would have went more fun, though, with the, uh, I know I might buy it from him, man. That sashimi sounds delicious. He was talking about it. I was like, you know, I could. Commercial. He's got like a trench coat and he opens it up and, and he's got sushi. All right. That makes more sense if you could see it, though. Because nobody's buying sushi of a guy with it in his pocket. <laughs> but if it's on, if it's hanging from his trench coat, of course you will. I was I, say, I'd go nigiri's. I want some rice. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that sashimi. Plus, there's probably a lot of lint on it. Is it seared? Is it raw? Where did, how did you prepare this? Where's the wasabi, man? <laughs> I mean, if you were gonna, if that's the first weed commercial, I'm kind of disappointed. I feel like they could be like they could have a lot of fun with that, like a good weed commercial, like hanging out at your house, just smoking bowls, like saying stupid stuff. Yeah, but I think a lot of people that's their impression of weed all the time. Yeah, that you people know what I mean? have fun and hang out in the house. Yeah, that people that that people that smoke weed are not productive. Yeah. So I think I don't think in a commercial you'd want to put like, oh yeah, yeah. smoke our weed. You won't get s done. I mean, granted, I've bought weed before where people have been like, oh, you won't be able to move. Like, oh sweet, Sold. give me some. Yeah. But well, but I don't know market. if that's you know what I mean. But that's the market you're selling to. Well, look at alcohol, right? Yeah. Alcohol, right. it's always a party. Everybody's you know looking great. They don't show like. You know, like a blacked out dude in the bar and the girls just being creepy with women and sweating. You know what I mean? Because nobody would buy that drink. Or a dude repeatedly drunk dialing his ex-girlfriend trying to find out why she dumped him. Yeah, exactly. You know, like they don't show people waking up the next morning going, I hate my life. What is going on? I feel like hell. Bob's vodka. (laughs) Are you looking forward to making worse decisions in life? Bob's vodka. 
So uh, how is that? Uh, I feel bad calling it Bob's because Tito's is delicious. I know. It's the I'm, only one name vodka I can think of. And I have a couple of uh, Jolly Rancher infused Tito's bottles that I'm bringing to the classic. One's uh, blueberry and the other one is watermelon. Nice. Yeah. I went to a wedding a couple years ago in Miami and uh, it was like beer and wine was free. At the rehearsal dinner, which you had to pay for uh, liquor. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the guy was like, unless you just want rail liquor, then you can have it. And I was like, well, what's the rail liquor? And he's like, Tito's. I Tito's like, is great. Double vodka sodas, my man. I started crushing them. Do you think they thought it was just not good vodka? Because a, it's relatively decent priced, and the label makes it look like it's like you know a mom and pop vodka place. That's what I think sometimes. Plus, I think you know people are just used to the brands they hear yeah. in songs. and That's true. I think Tito's is one of the best ones. Oh, I love it. And plus, when we went to see Doug Ben, and at uh, uh, Douglas Movie podcast taping about a year ago, actually, what decide what was the early incarnation of the megacast was birth, yep, that birth was ex- there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all he kept saying is Tito's instead of vodka. So he did, like, can I get a Tito's tonic or something? I'm like, he's clearly being endorsed by Tito's, and he's just trying to slyly throw it in there. Yeah, but it was it's great stuff. Yeah, it is. How was your weekend, man? Good, good. I want another uh, like meditation retreat, mm-hmm. uh, but I had to face down some fears. So what I did this time is like uh, there's you know there's like the main retreat house right and then if you walk down this hill to a meadow, uh, uh, the guy that runs it uh, built a structure down there just like a tent. Now I've shown Steve the pictures so he seen them. It's like straight up backwoods looking. I mean it's cute inside, but it's very simple. But it's a tent. It's 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 exactly what you picture a tent. Not a glorious looking like over the top multiple person tent. It's a basic tent. Yeah, like on like a wood beam, practically like like a yeah. like a wood deck. Exactly, and there's an outhouse, which yeah. I got to christen. I was the first person to poop in. Had a boy. Yeah. Hey, and when you're down there by yourself, I could hear coyotes, That's which weird. I like. Yeah, it was. But you know, uh, I always say it's my spirit animal, so it was kind of like, all right, now I'm out here with them. And then uh, what's he gonna say? And then I pooped with the door open. I was like, hell with it. I just left the door open in just total darkness. Were you buck naked? Uh, I was not because it was cold. Right. So you kept your hoodie on, but no pants. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's a good visual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if somebody had, I don't know how you could wander onto this property right. and into this outhouse, but if you had, you'd probably be like, what is this guy doing? But thank God no coyotes attacked you. Yeah. Could you I imagine don't... if they came back and saw the carcass of 10 and it's just you all eaten up, but it's just you in a hoodie and buck naked from the rest of that waist down? Well, coyotes are a little s- smaller and scrawny, so generally they don't, but there is a bobcat on the property. I thought about that a few times because your mind starts messing with you, right? I, right? Look, this is not my comfort zone. I'm no. a city guy. Right. So sit in that tent, like once I blew out the light, like you hear any, like a tree crack, and it's like, plus, keep in mind, there's all kinds of frogs going crazy. Yeah. A lot of the. You could hear owls. Right. Yeah, and then every once in a while, you could hear the coyotes in the distance just kind of yelping and stuff. It's funny how those sounds help people go to sleep in their home, in their bedroom. Like, they're actually, like, like, you know, you could go on a website or you could buy a CD with sounds of the wild, and it helps people sleep. Yeah. But when it's the legitimate sounds of the wild, I don't think people sleep very well. Yeah. Well, once I got to sleep, I did. I did get quality sleep, but mm-hmm. it, you know, just took just took uh, my city ass a little bit to adjust to it. Yeah, that would trip me out a little bit. Yeah. I love the sound of frogs, but I don't know about coyotes. Yeah, and walking down on that on that property at nighttime. I mean, which should be a ten minute walk down this hill. Probably took me a half an hour, forty minutes, dude. I was going very slow, and tiny very, steps, very careful. That's so trippy, man. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was. It was pretty cool though. But productive and good. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, awesome. feel great awesome. about it, and uh, you know, I think it's a good jump off into uh, the craziness that is this weekend. Yeah, this weekend I will be the opposite. But I know you're a dog person. Yes. So uh, the property, right? Like they're they're growing gardens on it and everything, and they had baby chicks and baby ducks. So I held like a baby duck this weekend. No way. Yeah, which was kind of crazy, feeling his little web feet in my hand. Oh, that must have been awesome. Yeah. So then on Saturday, they're like, hey, you know, the deer keep coming up here and eating all our plants. So we're, we got to get a dog just to kind of chase the deer off. Everybody loves deer, but they will destroy your gardens. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, we're going to shoot them this weekend. <laughs> right, no, 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 trust me. <laughs> Here's your rifle, Ted. Nobody at this meditation retreat is shooting any any animal. <laughs> I don't think weapons would be smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some people bring their bow and go out in the field and we'll practice with that. That's some, all right. But like old school, like, like. some Hunger Games type S going on? Yeah, like 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 just very simple bows kind of, you know, really? working on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a world that I'm not very familiar with. But I would imagine, I guess that's a very therapeutic thing for someone to do. Yeah. And it's just kind of getting back to like, you know, I think it's a little more, you know, Gregor uh, from uh, from the end. We talked about that. And sometimes I agree with him. Like, is having the rifle an unfair advantage against the animal? Absolutely. Yeah. So so they're going to get a dog, right? So they get this dog. It's not a very big dog. And his name's Simba. And he shows up. And he's very skittish all day long, right? So, so they got a scared dog to scare off things. Well, they, the the place said, "Hey, he'll warm up and he'll be a you know." So, uh, so me and the guy that owns the house, we're sitting in the garage, and I'm uh, using a hatchet to chop up some kindling because I got to take kindling down so I can have a fire, which I never got started because I'm a moron <laughs> in my tent. <laughs> And, uh, What's kindling? I'm sorry. Just like little pieces of uh, wood to okay. go in the oven. You know what I mean? Gotcha. As opposed to like just throwing a full log in there. Sure. So you uh, did that in the outhouse. <laughs> but that's. I wish it was a little more liquid, Steve. <laughs> my, stomach, my stomach did not feel great. Uh, so I'm out there, right? And I the the door opens to the garage, and here comes Simba. And one of the guys there is an ex-military guy, and he's kind of taller, shaved head. And you could see, and I thought they were kind of playing, and Simba kind of runs by me. Simba takes off, Steve. The dog. And I go, oh, man, we got a runner. Like, kind of joking around. Right. A few minutes go by, and people, like, ran after him. And then it's like, all right, get the car. Like we got Wait, the dog ran away. The dog ran off, Steve. And keep in mind, this property, like I said, there's a bobcat. There's all kinds of coyotes. There's eagles. There are right. predators. I was about to say, he's all of a sudden becoming, like, their meal. Yeah. So after, like, half an hour, now it's kind of settling in. Like, uh, Simba ran into the woods. He's done. We can't find him, right? So all night, you know, we're spending a few hours meditating. Like, I can't lie. The dog keeps popping into my head, and I'm like, I hope Simba's all right. Wait, it's been hours, and Simba's still gone. Yes. Now, we've heard somebody went upstairs and oh said, hey, God. I saw Simba, but he won't come back into the garage. So we know he's still alive. We well, yeah, hope. But then when I go down to the tent, I start thinking about Simba, and I've just made, my, I hear the coyotes, right? I've made my peace with it. Like, right, right. Oh, poor Simba probably got eaten, right? Yeah, shouldn't have ran away. Right? He, I mean, he wasn't even there six hours, and he takes off. The good news is the next morning somebody calls and goes, hey, we found this dog. And they go, we found him. Somebody grabbed him. And then we took him back to the shelter. And they said he ran again. So, so my buddy's just like, you know what? Keep him. Just keep him. He's, I don't think he's made for our no, house. He's not meant to be a freaking deer scarer. No, he was so scared of everything. And I felt bad, too, because he wouldn't talk. He There was me. I mean, there's... 
you know, there's 10 people in this house on this retreat, right. and he'll only hang out with me and this other guy, Paul. Yeah. And he was like sitting in my lap, and he really... Yeah, he'd probably be a good house dog if you have like a fenced-in yard. I Man, he... Yeah. Simba is an apartment dog at best, and... <laughs> I mean, I'd, I, I've seen some skittish animals. I mean, he, Lulu's a small dog, but right. after a few minutes, she'll warm up to you. Yeah. <laughs> some of... Never. <laughs> no. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Why would they think that would be the right dog for him? Well, you know, because they, well, they have a smaller kid, too, so they thought it was kind of a combination. They're probably just like, we got to get rid of this dog. It keeps running away. Yeah, that's why I was just like, just just keep it. Yeah, we'll it get to, another dog. Give it to the next family that needs a dog. The other crazy thing was, it never made a sound. I didn't hear it bark once. Simba, you're failing your job. And it's named after a very powerful animal. Yeah. And, right? yeah and of course, me, I keep singing Lion King songs all night. And people are right. like, why are you singing that? And I'm like, because his name's Simba. He can't wait to be king. He's not going to be a king with that kind of attitude. No, he's not. He's not even welcome back on the property. Well, I'm sure he's welcome, but it's clearly not for him. I totally forgot. I was like, Steve, I got to tell you the story about that this dog. That is insane, dude. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know what got into him. We kept joking around like, God, he was antisocial. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to have time to even uh, get into the, the game. What do you think? Should we talk about it? Should we throw it out there? What, tasing each other? Yeah, this is the game. All right. Oh, wait. That's not it. That's the clock. Yeah, hold on a second. Oh, I'm such a poor... All right, here we go. Who is going to get shocked? The text Smith Or Steve? Chase Trivia on the Mega Pass. Shock me, Shock me. Yeah, so it's called Taser Nice Trivia. intro. I like that one. I should mention, Steve does all the production. It sounds great, Steve. Appreciate that, Ted. <laughs> it's, an, it's, a, it's actually a nod to my old show, Andy Savage. We did a bit for a while called Taser Trivia, and I thought, well, this would be a fun bit to bring back and mix it up a little bit and add a little bit of a megacast twist to it. So the idea of the game would be we flip a coin, and whoever it lands on would be the person that's being asked the question. All right. And the other person asks the question. They grab, we, we would grab them from like Trivial Pursuit. You ask the question, that person has 20 seconds to try and find the answer if they don't know it. So they could go on their phone or on the computer and try and figure it out. But in 20 seconds, if you don't have the answer... You get shocked with 100,000 volts of a muscle man. That's the problem. It's like... The idea of it sounds fun, but every time you hit that and I see the electricity, I'm because like, I've, I've only been hit with a stun gun right. once by Phoenix Jones. It was in the studio. It wasn't like I was committing a crime. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ted was smuggling small dogs to people's families and then having them run away and then selling them to other people. I call it the outhouse. <laughs> Where'd you get that dog? The outhouse. <laughs> Yeah, once you every time you hit that though, I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to do this game. I don't. What if I get it wrong? I don't want to right. get shocked. Yeah, I know. I got a belt buckle on. Am I gonna die? Where are you gonna get? Sh- where did you get shocked with Phoenix Jones? Uh, in the leg. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like rear end or something yeah. like that. You gotta go. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing heart. No, we want to see if we can. Not- but so maybe next week we start this. All right. What do you think? <laughs> I almost said all right. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I know this will be funny. 
Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like, I have been printed. I didn't look at them, but I have questions for both of us. All right, so we're just going to straight up flip a coin. Flip a coin. We don't know who's getting right. the question. Do you have a coin on you? No. I don't either. We no. Can, all right, we can flip a CD. All right. So, like, let's just say this is it right here. This is my sister's machine CD we have. So the side that has the label on it would be you. All right. Or heads. Okay. And then the backside, tails, I'll be tails. Oh, man. How come you got to pick what you wanted to be? All right. Why don't you pick, Ted? All right. Which one do you want to be? Well, obviously tails. (laughs) That's why I'm pitched you pick tails. So I'll throw it up in here and let it land on the ground. All right. All right. Here we go. Tails never fails. Oh. 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 Son of a bitch. Yes. All right. Let's play the game. (laughs) Obviously, it landed on tails. All right. Let's see. No, no, no. I don't want to shock you yet. Uh, you sure? Yeah. Because that's the that that will be the fun of it. Is if you shock me bad, there's a good chance that next week you might be the shocker. Right. Well, that's the thing. We're gonna have to decide how much who wants to dish out the most punishment because you know it's coming back. Right. You're eventually the receipt will come back. You're not gonna win every week. Maybe we should throw it out to the MegaCast listeners. Do you want us to shock each other? Okay. Yeah. All right. Send us a tweet at the MegaCast. Uh, hashtag shock me. Shock me. Yeah. Or hashtag Taser Trivia. All right. Uh, whatever. It's going to get to us. Just send us a damn tweet. At the Megacast, do you want us to start doing this? Maybe we'll start next week. Next week, we might have our buddy Michael Gray, formerly of uh, 710 ESPN, joining us if he's free. And he'll have to witness this. <coughs> or we'll put him in the mix. Yeah, no doubt. He, oh, he'd love that. <laughs> like, hey, I'd love to come on the Megacast. Sure. You could come on the week where we tase each other. All right, we got to get out of here, though. I know. uh, I got to do some work. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good Megacast, as always. Oh, man. It's going to be a big weekend for the Megacast, boys. Yeah, yeah. Be sure to pay attention to us on uh, Twitter, at the Megacast. We'll probably tweet out there while we're in Spokane. Yeah, we'll send some out. Snapchat. Snapchat, Steve. At ST, or or just STP9. But until next week, Ted. It's your song. Oh, my song. It's your song. It's Heidi's song. Mark, Jason, Dog, and Adam. Let's get 10, everybody. Thank you once again for listening to The Megacast. All right, Ted. Here we go. One, two, Jimmy's in the back three, with a pocket of heart. If you listen close, five, you can hear him cry. Six, oh, Lord, heaven knows we belong five, way down below. Seven, Sing it. that this is going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day, Ted. Uh, I used to like the name Heidi. Who's Heidi? I don't know. I just I just always pictured attractive people when they're named Heidi. Is her name Heidi? No, Heidi recommended it. Oh! God damn it. You read it three times, Steve. Let's, let's end this thing. All right. <laughs> we'll be back next week, next Wednesday, when we're going to be doing the Megacast. Thank you for listening at the Megacast on Twitter. 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 <laughs>